We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Presented by Under Armour and Sleeper Fantasy, welcome to Light Years. Andy Lou, yeah, yeah, I was in a good mood, yeah. And then the Warriors happened, losing 113-112 on a last-minute shot from Paul George. Well, they had eight seconds left on the clock. Warriors got to run one more pay, and. The thing that's frustrating is that's the first time they took the lead all the game. They were destroying them the entire way. I don't even know <laughs> where I want to start on this one, to be honest with you. Like, third game they've blown, 20-plus point lead in the second half. I think that's correct. Yep. yep. Uh, and I'm not sure if I can blame anyone other than Steph on this one, right? Yeah, pretty rough. That's a great, it's uh, a great picture that Brick Muse put up there. Um, yeah, I, I don't. I actually thought the team played pretty well, pretty much throughout the entire game. I think mm-hmm. if you'd have to pinpoint two things, Sam, to me that really shit the bed down the end there. I thought Steph was. I mean, I, I thought he was playing his point guard role well. He made a bunch of shots at the end of the first half and, and kind of ran out of gas. Um, and he and just wasn't hitting shots. Wasn't good enough. Yeah, in this mm-hmm. in the end of the second, and then the other thing was. And I, and I tweeted this in real time, and I, and I love – I've loved Pajemski. It was great tonight, again, today. But I, I just – you can't get a stop for the last five minutes of game. You're just playing essentially from behind. And when I talk about you're playing behind, I'm not talking about the score. I'm talking about they were just chasing guys for the last five minutes of the game. I, I just felt like that's somewhere where you just, you just got to put Kaminga out there. I know he's not a great decision maker. He's not a great shooter. right? Maybe he'll do some stupid – but at least he's got some size out there so that you don't have Steph and Pajemski just chasing guys over and over and over, giving up easy buckets. I don't think they got to stop for five straight minutes at the end. So look, man, I, I think it's pretty easy to blame Steph tonight for, for the shooting. I also think, I also think Steve Kerr should have just made it easier for the guys to play defense. So those two were the biggest things to me, Sam, because I thought everyone else on this team played pretty well. Today. Yeah. I mean, the Clippers finally realized that they were bigger than the Warriors at every position. And played as such the going forward. That was kind of the big thing I noticed. Steph, they were up 10 when they took him out at the end of the third. Not the end of the third. Let's say two and a half two minutes left in the third. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then the Clippers pushed it all the way back to two points. 
I want to say, you know, you can't take Steph off and have that happen, but the game ended. Steph played 37 minutes. It's a lot. Oh, man. It should be enough. Yeah. I mean, should he have played 38 or 39? Maybe. Maybe sure. they should have chased sure. the game harder. Maybe the coaching staff should have. Wednesday. Yeah. Maybe, maybe that's what it is. But that also kind of speaks to, I don't know, man. You need, you need 40 minutes from Steph. Uh, December 2nd game against the Clippers. Not great. Not great. Um, to your I mean, point. The Clippers are about the same as the Warriors. I think. They are. but and, and that kind of speaks to it. They're both playing at best quality right now. That's what we're looking at. Not great. I think your pods point's interesting because I thought pods was excellent tonight. No other way around it. Like he's way ahead of schedule. Like I, I liked him coming out of the draft and I'm surprised how good he is. He also played the most minutes outside of Steph Curry tonight, which is interesting to say the least. Uh, and to your point, like they just need more size, man. That's and not a good thing. It's not a good thing. Uh, well, he was he he was good today, but it's not a it's not a it's not a Pajemski issue more so than it wasn't a Chris Paul issue. Like you can't just consistently close with two small guards out there. It, it's it's not it's not going to work. <laughs> it's a Kaminga issue. It's a Wiggins issue. Wiggins didn't play tonight, of course. Well, it's a, yeah, because you fucking fucking figure your finger out. Like that's another issue right there, right? Yeah, like, but he Wiggins hasn't closed half there. the games this year because he's but he's, he's been good he's, enough the last week. Like he would have closed today. Like crazy. have him out there defensively. He's been good. He's enough played lately. two good games all season. Like I'm but, not. Like, he would have closed. But he would have closed today, and that would have been better defensively than what they were doing out there. Why? Why as, do you? As, why do you think he would have closed? What? What this season makes you think that you're more likely to get a good Wiggins game than a bad one? Because you're not. Because guys like PG, Kawhi, and Hart aren't walking in the bucket every Fair. single possession. Like that's at least he's doing that better than Paul. And and I I started by saying Paul played really well tonight. It's just you got you got to get away from the tiny ball, Steve. Like it's not even small ball anymore. Yeah. It's like it's you gotta get away from the tiny ball. And guess what, Sam? If Chris Paul is healthy tonight, does he close? Right, <laughs> right. Does he close? Sure. He closes. Right. And and this, I bet you, the same thing would have happened. It's just, well, maybe not. Maybe they get a couple better looks on offense. Maybe they do close this game out. <laughs> but I just, it, it, Steve has done this consistently, and he did this in FIBA. You just, you can't do this, man. It's consistently not working. Um, positive. Well, I, I do great. agree. Thirty-seven I, I, is too much. I do agree with you. It's a roster issue. Um. If you can't get your six foot eight wings on the floor because you don't trust them, uh, either you need to figure out how to make them work or you need to move them for other guys with that size. Because to the broader point, can't have a lineup of four guys who are six three out there. And I've seen it more from the Warriors than I've seen from any NBA team in eternity, honestly. So that's kind of that's kind of the the bigger issue. You know, Kuminga. I thought he was okay today, but I it, it's hard to even say he was good or bad. He didn't play enough for us to necessarily say he sucked, you know. He also didn't play enough for us to be like, you have to put him in there. He's dominant. You know, he did he was whatever tonight, right? Agreed. Like that's Agreed. another way to put, that's another way to put it. And I think the broader point on Kuminga is, you know, decision needs to be made on him sooner than later, right? Like that's really what it comes down to for me with Kuminga. It I came into this year saying I was bullish on Chris Paul working as a second unit guy who could calm them down, but Kuminga was going to be the swing piece for this team. If he turns into Harrison Barnes or just another Wiggins type where you're like, this is a two-way wing I can trust, then this team has a lot of upside to it. 
if we get more of the normal or if we get more of what we've seen from Kaminga the last two years, which is moments of interesting, but nothing consistent enough to earn a coach's trust, then it's pointless. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like it's, it's all, it's all pointless. Cause it all kind of comes back to, is he going to be that guy or all right, let's move him. We, you know, he's I, I, significantly better than Wiseman, but it's like the same concept as like, all right, we're in year three and you still don't know what you want to do with him. I think this Fig- is what the figure show it out should or keep it moving or keep it moving. You know, I think you, you hit it right. I think actually this is what the show should be about. This game really, really exposed the fact that, and it, and it it may not be his fault or it might be his fault or it might be both that Steve Kerr doesn't trust Kaminga to close a game like this. And that's a problem. A hundred percent. That's a problem for this team because I'm looking at the box score. You have it up. He played 16 minutes. He's a plus five. Thought he was fine defensively. Made a three. Had a big dunk. Other than that, like you said, didn't really do much. But again, he only played 16 minutes. What did Moody do with 32 tonight? Played really well. I just think when something like that happens, then it's either a Steve Kerr issue, which is, to me, like, God, you just just play him. He should be playing down the stretch because he's big enough to play defensively. Or, and Steve maybe is saying this to us, Steve is saying, he's not good enough. He's just not good enough. When your team has to play Pajemski, who, again, I feel like I have to say this for the fourth time, was awesome tonight, but he's a 6'3 guard. You already have a 6'3 Six, guard. 6'4 and a half, buddy. And he's getting destroyed out there by Kawhi and PG. And it's not his fault. What is he supposed to do? Right? And now you've got Steph who switches. And then now who switches. And now Pods has to go. It's the same thing. There's no difference. Both guys are getting cooked. Now Steph has, has to basically grind it out like it's a playoff game against a LeBron team, like those Cavs teams. What are we doing there? Um, that's an easy, easy situation to put Kaminga in. And Steve Kerr doesn't do it. It costs them the game because they don't get a stop. And I think... Whatever. A game is a game. They're 9-11. Whatever. Maybe they get back to, to 500 at some point. But to what you're saying, a larger point about this season, if you can't even get Kaminga to play more than 16 minutes in this type of game, what are we doing? What are, what are we doing? None of, none of this shit. This, shit, this is terrible, right? None of this shit matters. I guess even if they win this game, he can't get more than 16 minutes. I don't know. I don't know what to say. It, it doesn't look well on him. Doesn't look well on the coaching staff, maybe. I think I'd probably say it looks worse on the coaching staff, right? Sam, I don't know if you agree. I think it looks worse on him, but I don't know. I agree. I just want to I just want to set the record straight. Pods at the pre-draft combine measured six foot three point seven five without shoes. So he's that six means, four and a half out there. He means he's six five in the NBA. That yeah. means that means he's look, man. Same measurements as Poole and Dante DiVincenzo. Fine for a combo guard. I actually think the bigger issue is, to your point, it's you have four guys who are 6'5 and under. If you want to go pods over Moody, that's fine. They better be by two 6'8, 6'9 guys. Um, And then the Clippers, obviously, with all their wing depth and size, like it's always going to be a bad matchup if you're going with 6'4, 6'5 guys versus those guys. Right. So, um, and, and yeah, the chat's saying it. They had. Three, you know, Moody's Moody's a little bigger than that, but he's still he's maybe an inch taller than than uh than Pods. He obviously plays longer because he has significantly bigger wingspan, everything like that. Um, Clay, 
same size as Moody, six five ish, you know, fine size. But if he's your power forward, it's a problem. You know, like all these things go back to the same conversation. So I, I don't want to. I would like to see them play Kuminga more. I really would. I feel like, like if you were to ask me right now, I think he's getting traded at the deadline, no matter what. They should. Yeah, because they need the player in his role to be a guy who closes these games. They need, they need a wing. They need a guy who's six seven, six eight, who's a front court player who they can trust on both ends of the floor. And if Steve's never going to play him, you got to move in a different direction. Right. And the reason I say he needs to play is, you got what twenty five games to figure it out, right? Something like that. And that's like 25 games to quote-unquote showcase him too. So it's two birds, one stone in some ways. He shouldn't only be playing 60 minutes with Wiggins out. One way or another, like, we just, we need to know, I guess is the way I want to put it. You need to know what whether you, whether he can take that step, which feels very unlikely at this stage. You know, it's like, it's like on life support, you know, you're like, is, is it going to really happen? Is. Probably really not. Is. Probably not at this stage. You know, I, I was very optimistic entering the season preseason had me super optimistic and we're here in December and it's all, it's basically last year all over again. It's, there's no other way around it. You know, that's that sort of thing. So you right. might as well throw him out there and see what it is. Cause you know what, with him, at least he can physically match up with Paul George exactly. and Kawhi. Exactly. That that's that's the thing. And by the way, Sam a couple minutes ago was saying, you know, you've got a bad team in the chat. You know, you've got a bad team when it's a carousel blaming. I don't even know who <laughs> who I want to blame it on. It's just everyone. I just blame fingers at everyone, right? So I'm, there I, were some. <laughs> yeah. This is it. Like, look, Tuesday night was easy. Steve just Steve made an insane decision. There was no like other angle to go at it tonight it's just like i don't know man it's it's kind of the whole thing it's the whole roster not coming together you know exactly and it's multiple times right this is they they did the same thing okc they're up 20 against okc and they lose late i do have one take which maybe like maybe maybe i'll kind of let them off the hook a little bit sam so Mm -hmm. but it is really hard in today's nba to hold a 20 point lead for three quarters. I, I, I like, I don't blame this team that much when you go up by 20 in the first half in today's NBA, where just, you know, people shoot a ton of threes, guys get hot, bad shooters, make shots, then bad shooters don't make shots. There's a ton of bullshit fouls. Games are really long. You know what I mean? And then you throw in the fact that the Warriors aren't a great defensive team. Like I don't, I don't think I'm that mad tonight that they blow a 22 point lead. It, it would to more. It was to me. It was the crunch time way they actually play basketball was, was more infuriating. To me, them blowing this lead is not. It's not that bad. It's just kind of. I think it's just kind of the NBA. I think it's a little fluky that they've now gone up so much in multiple games. I, but I think it's kind of fluky. I think the only reason you're not mad is it's 4 p.m. You have you have the rest of your evening ahead of you. You're gonna go have a nice dinner. Might go have some fun. Gonna enjoy some college football. I am. This game happens at 7 p.m. at night, and you're on live stream at 10 at night. You're infuriated yeah, because I was talking about this with my friend Eric. It's like you win some, you lose some, but having to sit on stream late at night when I have to wake up at 5.30 or 6 in the morning no matter what just makes me question life. Just makes me question what I'm doing with my time. Yeah. You know, What are we doing here? Um, 
I want to read this out because Isaac, I think, with the take of the night, the take of the day, I wish they were straight up awful. It would be easier to not watch, but they have such good moments where they look like they're the best team and then absolute bonehead moments and all for a total sum of mediocrity. That's the worst. You're not losing enough to stop watching and not winning enough to enjoy. I literally had more peace three seasons ago when the entire team sucked and they won 10% of their games. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> there's there's truth to that. When Steph broke his hand and the season was over, I wasn't mad when they lost because I didn't think they'd ever win a game, you know? Like, they would. They'd, I was watching Kai Bowman. It was just, it was a joke, you know? <laughs> uh, but this team, you keep thinking they're going to turn the corner and then they rip you. It's just, it's so infuriating. There's, there's just, no end to that corner. Like that, that yeah. corner there's no end. To, they, we've got guys saying they're in Prague right now. It's 1 a.m. Uh, we've got guys saying that they're in India. I think that's Paratox saying it's India's 5 a.m. So you know we've we've got we've got it easy, Sam. But uh, I'm with you. It's it feels like a little bit of a replay too, right? It's a little bit of a replay from this last season. This has been three of the last four seasons. Three of the last. If we're four. if if we're yep. being honest, yep. in the post uh, Clay Achilles, okay, in the in the post in the post pandemic post COVID Warriors, three out of the four seasons they've been a mediocre playing team. And then one year they caught lightning in a bottle. Uh, and this is why, like, out of left field, I probably came on hard on Wiggins to start. But l- I just don't know that he's different than Jordan Poole. For most of his career, kind of a joke, kind of, kind of unserious, you know, talented, but unserious. Then for one season, he lived up to his potential made an all-star team, got a lot of money, looked amazing. But I'm just sitting here and I'm going, he has the skill set the team needs. He's talented enough in the sense of when he's really locked in, he can guard the best players and he can give you 15 to 20 points off ball. He can rebound the ball. He's not a shot creator, but he can do a ton of winning things. He, To your point, if he's locked in, He's the player who's shutting down Paul George or Kawhi so this doesn't get to a final possession game. Everything there is correct. And I'm just sitting here, I'm going, you know what? You've been a warrior five seasons. He did that for one. Every other year, it's excuses. It's I jammed my finger in the car. It's stepping out of bounds on threes. It's a lot of stuff where I'm just like, look, man. If there's an opportunity to upgrade, I'm not I'm not opposed, you know? I'm not opposed in that way. And and to your point, like I'm probably being overly pessimistic on the guy. I'm probably for a guy who didn't play, I probably shouldn't be talking about him so much. But, the, but, but, but talk about why he shouldn't play is the is kind of the point though. I mean, what are we like what are we doing here? And let's be honest, for the first 3 quarters, for the first 3 and a half quarters when they were playing and last game they look good in ways they don't look good when he's on the floor. You know what I'm saying? Like the ball moves, there's higher effort. The thing I love about Pajemski and Moody and Saric to differing levels, they understand their role and they play so hard. You know, they, they do the whole, all right, Steph and Dre are the, the center of this ecosystem. And our job is to just play our asses off, right? Like that's the whole thing. And it works up until 
their physical limitations catch up to them over time. Yeah, right. I agree. But it, it just makes me frustrated at guys like, uh, like Wiggins and Kuminga who have the physical tools, but don't bring, I mean, if Kuminga and Wiggins brought the energy that Moody and Pajemski brought every night, I think this team's a top three seed right now. Yeah. It's not even, yeah, it's I not mean, even yeah. a question. I mean, yes. you know what I'm saying? Like it, it's really, I'm, I'm just seeing her. I'm going, the guys who have the skill sets you want don't show up half the time. And the guys who are too small, bless their heart, they play their asses off, but they but they, they can't right. effort their way to 6-8. Exactly. It, it, there you go. That's it right there, right? Um, which is kind of the problem with this team. Uh, I, I'm watching uh, the Orlando Magic, who we talked about, everyone talks about as one of the most league pass-friendly teams, and they've got this dude named Jalen Suggs who, who can't shoot the ball. He came in the NBA, couldn't shoot the ball, but he's really just – efforted himself into and he's always been an elite field guy but he's not efforted himself into being an elite defensive player um one of the best glue guys in the nba and the magic or what they're going to be a top four seed in the east this season they're they're already like 14 and six or something crazy like that who could have saw that coming so it's just like there's guys in the nba am am i wrong no what i was gonna say but what do they have they got a they got like a six nine they got two six nine six ten wings who are stars, man? Yeah, Franz and, and Paolo. Franz and Paolo, but like, and I, they I, play like it, man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I, I'm. Jury's out on Paolo for me still, but um, a story for another pod. I, uh, I'm just saying. I, I think there are guys in the league here that 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 have consistently showed that effort. And you talked about Moody and Pajemski, and just we haven't mm-hmm. we haven't seen that with. So again, it's like I don't know. Do you blame Steve Kerr for coming out playing? But coming has never really shown you that he should closing a game like this over Pajemski and and Moody's now played his way into those minutes right like there's just no no chance now that Moody is ever going to ride the pines when when someone like Wiggins and CP3 comes back now it's probably going to be Kaminga that sits he's probably sitting for entire games and, and another thing is like do you do you think that maybe Trace Jackson Davis to play tonight maybe I don't know but it's just this team is just so yeah, go ahead. Take it away from me. And I was going to say, like, another guy, Dario Saric, who does have the size. He's 6'10", but too slow. Not athletic. You know, like, he he's right. – they're stretching his role just because, again, he plays hard and smart. I don't know. Hey, I, everything to me comes down to uh, the athletic two-way wing types that they have, which is Wiggins and Kuminga. One of them has shown in the past he can be that guy, but – too often, too not. We you get we get Minnesota wigs. Like his last game was probably his best game of the season. So I know that's on everyone's mind. But go watch the whole season. It's a whole lot of poutine, Jeff Green. It's not like you know what I'm saying. It's not a lot of all star two way wigs. It's a lot of mediocrity for most of the year. And then Kuminga, to your point, we keep hoping for a step. It's it, like. At a certain point, they're just going to call it a day and move on because, you know, he's going to be extension eligible and you're going to lose him for nothing. So you might as well get something, right? At some point, they're going to have to make a decision. And it looks like that decision is going to come um, February, whenever the deadline is February. Um, so yeah, they'll, they'll need to make a decision then. But right now, I don't I don't imagine this team changes too much, right? Maybe they win this that, game with Wiggins decision- tonight, but... Uh. 
I wish we had our, we'll, we're going to get our guy, Jason Dumas up here to decide uh, to yes. talk a little warriors Eagles in a few, but that decision, that trade deadline decisions coming when those two teams meet in the NFC championship game anyway. So anyway, um, you know, you want to pay some bills real quick. Uh, yeah, let's roll. All right. So today's light years podcast is brought to you by sleeper fantasy uh, tonight. Today, if you had taken Paul George and Draymond Green overs on points and rebounds, you would have won. Hey, hey, if you bet on the Draymond Green over on three-pointers, more kudos to you, right? Um, so if you think you know basketball, then try to turn your basketball knowledge into real money with the Sleeper app, the ultimate fantasy sports app that can turn game day into payday. Just download the Sleeper app and pick more or less on your favorite players with more stats than any other. Daily fantasy app, just choose two or more of your favorite players from pre-game or live. Pick more or less from the predicted stats. And, again, if you had predicted and bet on Draymond Green's overs, you could have won up to 100 times your money if your picks win. Use promo code LIGHTYEARS, and you will get a, up to $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. Uh, currently operational in over 25 states. Check out Sleeper today. And LIGHTYEARS podcast is brought to you by our guy, Under Armour Curry brand, Steph Curry. Makes you believe you can do anything. And the Curry 11s are specifically designed with ultimate bounce grip and stability to allow everyone to do their thing. New generations of ball players are coming up and showing the basketball world that the old rules do not apply. The future is exciting, fast, positive, and hungry. This NBA season, rock with your favorite player. And rep his shoes on and off the court. The Curry 11s are perfect for both the committed and casual ballers. The UA Warp Tech makes the shoe feel like it was designed for your feet. Locked in. No matter what you do on the court, stopping your tracks with dual density UA flow, cushioning, and traction. Steph's 11th signature shoe steps into the second decade of his sneaker career, uh, pulling colorway inspiration from the wonders of a positive and modernized future on off the court. Take these kicks with you when you leave the scrimmage and rep UA wherever you go. Do your thing. Change the game. The Curry 11 Future Currys, available now at currybrand.com. This week's Light Years podcast brought to you by Game Time. Sam, I was in New York and I wanted to catch my first ever Yankee Stadium game. Went to it last second. The app that I used to buy the tickets was Game Time because buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you with killer deals on last minute tickets and the best price guarantee. You can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you will have. Forget planning months in advance. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, all the above. The Game Time guarantee means you will always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section or row for less, Game Time will actually credit you 110% of the difference. Snag the tickets without distress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use Light Years, L Y G H T Y E R S, for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Create an account and redeem code LIGHTYEARS for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Chat, chat says, will his shoe make us shoot one for 11? No, his shoe will make you break the all-time three-point record and be one of the greatest players ever. Ooh, spicy. Spicy and also true. And also I true. Just, I'm not into the – like, one of, one of my biggest issues with this team is mm-hmm. – they need Steph to be an absolute god to get a win. 
Steph tonight did not shoot the ball well in the second half. Uh, he still had 22 points and 11 assists. He didn't really turn the ball over either, you know? Uh, so that's kind of where it's I, – I don't think he played particularly well because he's capable of playing a lot better. But it's just fucking annoying that, like, you need 38 and 7 and 7 from Steph at age 35 to compete. I mean, maybe that's maybe that's a point. They're a mid-roster. That's what that's what it takes, you know? So yeah, I agree. Do you want me to do the third one before we get to the goons and move no, on? No, no, let's get to a couple of goons and then okay. we'll, we'll do it okay. soon. Go okay. forward. Okay. You all hear me? Yes, sir. What's up, man? What's up, y'all? Um, it's been a minute since I've been up on here. Uh, I think the last time I was on here, we were like 5-1. and one. Me and Sam were like... This is like a contender to you, you know. We're, we're... bro. The cool, the Kool Aid was flowing, man. Oh. I, 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 I broke out one of my nicest bottles of wine. I was just like, it's happening. They're getting number five. I'm, I'm gonna be. I'm just. I was on another aisle, you know, little oh, early in the season, maybe. Me too. I was high. <laughs> I was high as well. Like, but yeah, I'm in Prague right now, and I was catching the game. I have league pass on my phone. I was like, oh, we're up twenty. Let me just catch. You know, the last little bit of this game. It's like, we're going to close out. I have a feeling we will. And, yeah, you know, witnessed that last bit. It was it was really, really kind of depressing because it was just like how you said, you know, when you're up at 1 a.m. and you see these type of losses, it can get to you. You can question life. But I was going to say, who do you guys have on your trade machine right now? <laughs> Uh, I mean, I feel like we're back in 2011 where there's like, there's a new trade target every week. And this is Pascal Siakam week, my man. Masai, stay on the phone, man. Stay Stay on the the phone. phone, (laughs) Poutine Jeff Green, let's take a walk. It has been real. (laughs) A man has not played a game for, wait, he he missed two games because of a jammed finger. Is it jammed? Is it broken? What? What is it? I don't know. All I know is he ain't playing. And the thing is, like, he's been playing well, and then, and then all of a sudden he's gone. And so I don't. I don't know what to say. Do they win with him tonight? Probably. Yeah. Probably. But that's what? that's you know the bet. Now now I sound like Fitz. The best of- they don't play until Wednesday. You could put Steph and Dre back in. I was like, <laughs> Oh, you know good. that's how you know everyone's fed up with uh those rotations. I that's how you know everyone's overly fed up. Because go enjoy Prague, my friend. We'll Appreciate do, the we'll call. Do my brothers. Yes, Peace. Yes, sir. All right, man. From Prague. By the way, everyone, we're gonna be back Monday night, pod for Tuesday morning. Um, we'll be doing some off day content where we'll be talking a little of this trades, uh, you know, we, we might get a little into it. It's early December, but this season unfortunately has, uh, has, has uh, necessitate that we, we move up content that we would do in late January to now. Yeah. Um, let's get our guy Dumas up here real quick. I see him. I'd rather talk uh, Niners Eagles right now. Anyway, it's, I think it's a yeah. We're gonna call We're gonna call this. We're calling this a sponsored section. <laughs> sponsored session. You know, we got Dumas in here. Our the only guy from Philly we respect. The only <laughs> man from Philadelphia we are okay with. Uh, are you in Santa Cruz? 
Yeah, um, you see Lester over there warming up with a couple nice. other guys. Oh, come on. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Maybe maybe you should have sent TJD down there if they weren't going to play on a day. Not like they were playing any damn defense anyway. I I was listening to the game uh, on the radio driving up, and I lost all service, like, right when I got into Santa Cruz, and there was, like, two and a half minutes left. So, obviously, I saw the outcome, but I don't really know what happened. Uh, they were too small. The, the Clippers just mismatch hunted. The, they basically did what they should have done the first three quarters, which was get Kawhi and PG onto smaller guys. So it is what you, you watch game, this game. It's the same game. Yeah. You've seen, you've seen this game a few thousand times. So <laughs> got it. Well, I don't want to keep you too long, but how are you feeling about tomorrow's game? Where are we at? How, how do you handle this as a native Philadelphia in the Bay Area. Oh, I'm not gonna lie, it sucks. I hate it. I hate it. I, I so this is the third time. This will be the third time they played the Eagles since I've been covering the team. The first game didn't really matter. It was like week two and 21, I believe, in in Philly. Um, I believe that was Jalen Hurts' first year starting full time. Um, and the Niners won by like 14. Yeah. They hadn't turned the corner then. I remember that. I was like, oh, are these guys – they might not be bad. I kind of yeah, thought – it, it was like – it was actually like a pretty good game for three quarters. Then the Niners kind of pulled away. Um, uh, and, yeah, no, I, I, I don't like it because I have to remain objective, of course, uh, just for my job, especially on TV. On radio, I can, you know, have my takes. But, but on TV, like, it's, it's inappropriate if I just uh, – am completely biased. Um but it is what it is. Uh, I I said on air on on Thursday. My colleague asked me my for my prediction. I predicted the Niners to win. Uh, I think the Niners. That's, that's a hedge. I think the Niners are. They want this one more, like they do. I'm not now. I'm not leaning on it like ah oh, the Eagles don't care about this game. That's not what I'm trying to say. But with all the build up, with everything that happened last year, how much the Niners talk. Like, like they have to prove to themselves too that everything they're saying is true. Like we would have won without Brock if we had Brock Purdy. So I, I just think they're going to come into this game like really, really, really wanting it. Plus, they they need it if they want to get home field advantage throughout the playoffs, which is what one of their goals were. They're not going to get it if they lose this game. I will say, if they don't win, I think what will that do to the mental? Because well, if the Niners can't win this game, they're cooked. I mean, this is they're done. They're not winning the Super Bowl. It's pretty simple because you've got a tired Eagles team. You're the Niners healthy coming in on three days extra rest, right? Like all that stuff. Now you're going to lose the one seed. You're going to have to play a couple teams before going into Philly. The, the Niners got to win. Uh, you really, you guys, I wouldn't be surprised if the Niners won the game by 15 points, right? Like, like that's that's like uh, maybe I'm not I'm not predicting that because Jalen Hurts is, is the best player on the field, but. I, you've got to win the game. <laughs> Not you've got to win the, the game. five best Eagles players. Relax. No, he, no, he's the best player on the field. I mean, he he's one single handedly one game. He's the quarterback. Like he's the quarterback. The quarterback is always going to be the best player. On the you field. can put Brock Purdy behind that line, and they're ten and one. No, that's not even a question. That's that's, just, that's not true. That is the uh, best offensive line in the league, man. I don't. I don't that's I don't not true. That either. I don't agree with <laughs> Over, that either. He's, he's a role player, just like Brock Purdy. Relax. Jalen Hurts 
almost outplayed Patrick Mahomes <laughs> in the he Super did. Bowl on the oh, world's biggest stage. He did outplay Patrick. Dude, well, you they have that. 12 pro bowlers. They are and the stacked. Niners have 12 pro bowlers. Like, that's Which just, is why I'm not out here saying Brock Purdy should be the MVP either. I'm just well, he's the, that, if, if, that's, if, the, if the, th- the thing is – Anytime you play a running quarterback, those guys are going to be the best, best players on the field. Like we've seen it so many times. We've watched I, it so many times. I think Hurts the okay. isn't having as good as a year as he had last year. He's not, but he's he's better than a role player for sure. I I think they're just to clarify my point. They're by far the two best teams in the NFL, and Mahomes just is kind of. Right. Uh, the boogeyman who can kind of erase the fact that they're better in most facets of the game. But that's like a one of one situation. Now, what I think is interesting is you guys think this one matters way more for the Niners. Um, I don't know if I agree. I, th- I, I just don't think this is like a, a, a Niners Cowboys situation where like could either of you see the Cowboys beating the Niners? Like it feels like there's a massive mental edge there. I don't know that I buy that just yet. Uh, The only way I kind of think whoever wins this, it's probably not going to matter. And it's still going to kind of come down to who's playing better in January. Like I think if the Niners beat the Eagles, it's not like they have a mental edge on them. And I think vice versa. But how much harder is it for the Niners to beat Philly in Philly? If you lose. Well, that's, 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 that's a fact. Yeah. That's a fact. (laughs) They don't want to go on the road there. That's I agree. I agree that it's, this game's not going to matter in probably in like three weeks because look, like the Niners have a couple of tough, tough games left. The Eagles have a couple of tough games left. So I think like both teams still have work to do even after this game. So like if the Niners win and then lose to Baltimore or the Eagles That's lose true. and then beat the Cowboys, like there's still other things that have to go down. But this game means a lot to them. It does. They're not going to acknowledge it to the cameras. It means a lot to them. Debo talking. It should. From it should. It means a lot to him. Honestly, it's like low-key, like, for the fan base, for the Niners fan base that I see online, it's, it's your guys' Super Bowl. It's, I, it should be. It should <laughs> be. The Niners aren't champions. It should least, be a Super at Bowl. At least Andy's owning it. I appreciate it. <laughs> I agree. It just, doesn't, it just doesn't mean as much to the Eagles. It just really doesn't. Like, That's they want to win. They, it doesn't, they want to win. I don't want to be that fan who's like, ah, they don't care. Whatever. They definitely care. But, like, they don't have anything to prove. Like, okay, like, your, like yeah. said, line that shit up. You guys were crying all year. Fucking line it up, and we'll see what happens. Like, no, I mean, it's, it's true. They went to the Super Bowl. The Niners didn't. They don't. They have. They. They. Nothing matters for them until the final game. Honestly, so. the, the difference though is that you know because it feels like the Niners are like the Rockets or the Cavs. Like, oh, if we had, if we had this, if we had that. The difference though is that the Eagles aren't the Warriors. The Eagles didn't win the Super Bowl. They lost. So it's like no, that, that's true. That you know what I mean? True. Like, we're not. both losers here. Both teams. Well, I I love I love what Nick Bosa said. I, that's probably the first time I've ever said that in my life. Uh, <laughs> okay. Wow. I love what Nick Bosa said, but he basically said he's like, oh, I'm not a big trash talker. I don't really feed into any of that stuff. At the end of the day, neither team finished their goal. They they lost in the Super Bowl. We lost in the NFC Championship. We were both losers at the end of the day. Both teams are good enough to win the Super Bowl this year, so we'll see how it plays out. I was like, oh, that, that is the most level-headed response I've ever heard from him. It's true. It's true. It's true. But Sam said both these teams are the two best teams in the NFL. I don't, I don't think I disagree. I don't think there's 
any teams that are better than these two teams. I mean, like I, I don't, I don't either. But I am interested to see what that matchup looks like for you guys in Baltimore on Christmas Day. That'll be pretty fun. Yeah, like yeah. you said, we're hurt. Like when you got a running quarterback, it's just a wild card. Like you can have the sure. perfect fucking game plan, and then Lamar Jackson just does some Houdini move, and it is like taking one sixty yards to pay dirt. So it's always interesting to see how teams defend defend that. Um, but I, I agree. I think the Niners and the Eagles are the two best teams in the NFL, and one of those two are probably going to win the Super Bowl, and we'll 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 see who does it. But you know, it's, it's Eagles, bro. Like they they played the Chiefs, the Dolphins, the Cowboys. They got the Cowboys. No, they're stacked. After man. the Niners, and then after the Niners, they're in Seattle. So it's like I like part of me is like I'm not even sure the Eagles have had time to like marinate on this matchup like ah oh, we can't wait they've, they've been like going through like a yeah. brutal stretch yeah they're they're kind of sneaking through every game meanwhile the Niners just destroyed Seattle on Christmas and they're like all right, or sorry Thanksgiving and yeah. it's like all right got like 10 days to think about you know the big game right yeah. so yeah yeah it, it'll, right. be, uh, it'll be interesting um but I uh I'm not going to lie. I can't wait till it's over because the people in my mentions and on my Instagram comments, like, God, Lee, I can't even post. <laughs> what are they saying? You're, you're a man who shows a lot of restraint. I respect you. <laughs> dude, dude. Yeah, I got I to protect the check. Yeah. <laughs> I like crazy comments, but, uh, yeah, I, I, I live for the days when the Warriors played. Okay, see, but football is a different, you know, it's a different, you know, world than basketball, right? Football brings out the real crazies, man. The real, real, real crazies. For sure. That's what doesn't compare. It does. Sure. What, I, what is, hold on, before y'all let me go. Yeah. Predictions, I need scores from both of y'all. Okay. Andy, you want to go first? Yeah, Sorry, I, I think. I think it's going to be pretty – like 31-21 is probably what I – like I think the – not the Warriors. The Warriors aren't blowing anyone out. I think I think the Niners are going to – are going to pretty – they're going to handle this one pretty clearly, I think. I, I don't think it's going to be a close game. If it is a close game, I, I'd probably be pretty – I'd probably pick the Eagles, but I don't think it'll be close. Right? I think I'm going to go lower scoring than that. I think it's going to be a really physical game. I'm going with the Niners also. I'll go – 20 24 wow. 14 that's my prediction i think oh, it's gonna be wow. an ug- i think it's gonna be an uglier game than people think i think both teams are gonna walk out of it being like yeah we can yeah. still take we can feeling good is my yeah. thought on it i think that's right yeah so yeah and i i said on air 27 to 13 i like this is two score game but i think like for about two quarters it'll be close niners will eventually pull away um, but like Sam says, I, I don't think this outcome will really be indicative of what will happen later in the season. I think well, everyone will come out of this matchup being like, all right, Niners took care of business, but like these two teams are still still legit, and it's going to be a battle if they face each other again. I also just I also just checked the weather to confirm I was right on it, but it's going to rain. I think yeah. it's going to be I think it's going to be an ugly, not it's great for be the Niners. Physical, it's a yeah. physical game. I personally like that type of football. It's my my thing. But it's gonna be run, run, yeah. run, yeah. uh unsportsmanlike conduct, run, you know, like just Dre Greenlaw. One more thing, one more thing before yeah. y'all let me go. I, I this was interesting that one of my producers was talking about, and I'm interested to see your guys' thoughts. He said he wouldn't be surprised if either 
one of the teams or both, probably more likely to do it the Eagles because the Niners need it more standing-wise. Their game plan was kind of vanilla, knowing that they're going to play each other. Oh, I, li- I, like, I like that. I, I agree. I mean, the weather plays into it, too. Like, make this just about who can establish physical dominance. You know, it's like if we can just run, if we can just do zone read run, the whole way through that's like kyle shanahan's dream because he that is have his to, dream he doesn't have to tip his hand on anything you know right you know right. you know that's the basis of the offense that sort of thing um i don't and, think kyle's holding anything back though no way I, not I tomorrow philly's, i think philly's kind of the same too they're like hey man <laughs> just gonna run the the rpo until you can prove you can stop it in any sort of like consistently so i don't know I think it's. I think there's a good point to be made there that kind of ties to my point. I think it's going to be a, a physical game. It's not going to be sneaky. Yeah. Kyle's going to let Brock sling that thing. Watch, just watch, man. He's going to watch, and he and he did in the NFC Championship game. We're all like, oh my god, ended up getting Brock hurt, but he trusts the kid, man. Like he trusts him to sling the, the rock, which is really cool. He played five minutes. It got him. It got him hurt. That was like his third pass of the game. Walked him with a backup tight end. Holy, like what is he tore his elbow in half, and then Kyle's like, all right. I would do it again. So you would have freak plays. Freak plays happen, man. Freak plays happen. It's not a freak play. It's freaking. I was coming. Can I guard us on Reddick? Like, come on. What are we doing here, man? Honestly, if I was on Reddick, I'd be like, do it again. (laughs) I hope you don't feel bad about it because I'm going to kill Brock again tomorrow. But I mean, like, you know. I hope. I hope the Niners run the ball 50 times. That's that's what I want. I I don't know. I fuck. Not a fan. I want to take football back to the fifties. That's what I want. Well, I think Kyle would be happy. I think Kyle would be happy if they could run it. Christian McCaffrey MVP game possibly. This could be his uh, MVP moment. Dude, that run he had in the championship game. That that was you know. Remember when he ran a guy over for like that was. Yeah, that was nuts. It's better than talking about the Niner game. Or sorry, better talking about the Word game. I'll tell you that. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, oh man, and I just got a notification: Alabama beat Georgia. Yeah, I think they're going to be in the playoff. Alabama is. They pretty much led the whole way. So, yeah. but I, it's going to be yo, like it's going to be them or Texas, and Texas beat them though earlier this year. So it's up. No, nah, I beat the number. One. Oh yeah, you're right. That, I mean, so are they going to put Georgia and Alabama in the in the playoff? That's two, two teams. Well, there. the thing is, it's apparently, always two SEC apparently teams. Bama, Bama and Texas are like right on the line. They both won their conference championship, but Texas beat them head to head. So Bama still might get not get in. Wow. Oh, that's a good. I didn't. Wow. So you got Michigan. They should Washington. technically Texas should get that tiebreaker, but we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Wow. Man. All right. Well, fellas, appreciate y'all having me on. Go fucking birds. <laughs> Have a great evening, my man. Appreciate you, man. Enjoy. <laughs> uh, he's, he's so excited to, to finally be able to say that. <laughs> he was waiting. Like, I don't, I don't know. He should, he should be in Philly right now. He should be covering the game out there. Uh, in Santa Cruz, we got we got to see what what our guy Guy Santos is up to. Yeah, it's true. They might need to play him. He's at least six eight. Yeah, they could have used him to to maybe 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 foul Kawhi hard tonight. You know. Um, All right, Tatian, take us back to the misery. <laughs> Do I really need to? I'm going to start drinking some whiskey at this point right now. So. I mean, you, you, you can talk about whatever you want at this point. I just assumed we we're going Warriors. <laughs> All right. First off, uh, Andy, 
I was old enough to watch the Dynasty. I'm also old enough to see Mitch Henniker and mm. freaking Jock Peterson be in the outfield as starters. Like, let's be real here. Like, the Warriors have been more serious than the Giants the past 10 years. Oh, come on. They're way more serious. The Warriors are serious. They're, they're serious. Yes. Yes, yes. But I, I, I am interested... Is microball is microball the uh, the basketball equivalent of putting Jock Peterson in the outfield? No, that's the equivalent of that's the equivalent of what the Chicago Bulls are doing. Basically, (laughs) trying to tank, but they're too good to not get a top three pick. They will always get like a top seven pick and just beef in mediocrity for all eternity. So. Uh, but I since now we're talking about trades, I'm curious. Like, what's the number of picks you guys are comfortable with giving up with? I mean, we're all comfortable with like trading Kaminga, trading CP3, sure. I'm and whatnot. But what's the number of picks, oh, yeah. or what's everyone's comfortable with? Um, to, my my answer is it depends on who, because every pick you're trading in the future, um, you know you got to assume Steph's going to get older. So if it's for a guy who's 27, like Lowry Markinen, I don't know if he's the guy I want, but if you believe he's in, he's Dirk Nowitzki, do you really care about a pick in two years? Because he's still under 30, you know, do you really care about a pick in four years? Cause he's 31, that sort of thing. I have a very hard time trading a bunch of future picks for dudes who are in their thirties. Like if Paul George randomly is available and he won't be, it's very hard to sell me on giving up picks when he's 37, Steph is 40. And like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not a big believer in the, Oh, just trade it and figure it out. That didn't, that hasn't worked for anyone. Not one team has won doing that. It only works if you're doing it when you have a younger window and those picks are when your guys are, I don't know, 27 to 32, not when they're like 40 or 44. I disagree with you, but I actually can't argue. I can't make an argument that that would be yours. <laughs> but I, I just, I only like I disagree. Like I would, I would have given Kaminga and picks last season for OJ Ananobi. OG yeah, Ananobi. but OG is twenty seven. No, but your but your point is like the guys are older, right? Like Steph and Draymond and Clay. Isn't that your point? Or you're saying the no, no. My point older. is the play, the player you're getting, like Dame. If, Dame is if, your point. Dame is yeah, I, I wouldn't trade four picks for KD is my point. Even though KD, KD would right. literally yeah. make them the title favorite right now, I would trade four picks for Giannis. I'd trade eight picks for Giannis because he's 28 years old. You know what I'm saying? But like, like who, that's, who's the guy that the Warriors shouldn't trade for That that's older? And I, I can't even think of who that would I mean, th- I don't think it would have – like James Harden's a prime example, right? Like, sure. Okay. Yeah, it, right. It, oh god, that's a, just a dis- the disgusting thought of Harden on this team. Who, by the way, kind of flipped the game today, which is also disgusting. Yeah, it doesn't matter. He's still. I don't want to talk about. Scrap that oh, from no. the record books, producer. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. Uh, Demar Rosen from Mike in the chat. Yeah, I mean that's another guy that's like, nah, you know, there's no way that the Warriors are going to trade for him. Look at that. What you got? What is that? Is that what, what kind of whiskey is that? That has to be whiskey. Not yeah, I told you it was whiskey. I I don't know. I don't remember the brand, but I could probably. F- figure it out eventually all right man oh did you have a giant steak did you did you come in with it with it did you have a the giant steak um uh reese hoskins oh don't please don't please don't it's probably <laughs> you're, it's you're probably right but also 
I think a lot of people are going to be disappointed this yeah. year or not disappointed because we kind of see, I think we're going to have another miserable, mediocre season again. <sighs> all right. That's what, that's, what we, we'll take that's, that's what we do. That's what we do around here. Cheers, mate. Appreciate you, man. All right. Cheers. Thank you, sir. Before we get to the next one, by the way, Visa, who said he would leave this show because he's it's 1 a.m. and probably wants to get some sleep, but still on talking about Masai staying on the phone. Shout out to the light. Well, you know, team. Central Europe, no point in going to a club before 2 a.m. So I, <laughs> you know, I'm not impressed. It's only 1.30. I have. Been? You yeah. have? Uh, where? It is, a fun, it is a fun city. Damn. Uh, at least it was when I went. Uh, I'm not going to say the year. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I've never okay. been to Europe. Pay, pay, pay the bills, buddy. Yeah, pay I've never bills. been. I've never been. All right. We are brought to Lightyear's podcast is brought to you by Factor. This holiday season, we still got a month left. You might be looking. You are looking. I am looking for a nutritious, flavorful meal to fuel you on jam-packed days. Factor, America's number one. Ready-to-eat meal delivery service can help you eat well for breakfast, lunch, and dinner with chef-prepared, dietitian approved ready-to-eat meals delivered straight to your door. You'll save time and stay on track with your healthy lifestyle while tackling all your holiday to-dos. Uh, Factor isn't just for dinner. Count on extra convenience any time of the day with an assortment of 55-plus add-ons to suit various preferences and tastes. Choose from quick breakfast items, which is what I need um, and love. Lunch to go, grab and go packs, and ready to drink cold pressed juices, shakes, and smoothies. Head to factormeals.com slash lightyears50, lightyears50, and use code lightyears50 to get 50% off. That's code lightyears50 at factormeals.com slash lightyears50 to get 50% off. Okay, let's get to the next ones. Appreciate everyone here. I love when people text me, like, should we trade for Mikhail Bridges? I'm like, guys, I don't. By the way, I don't. 26 years old? I'm willing to give up picks in five years for him, you know? Is he get, because is he getting traded? <laughs> probably not. But, like, <laughs> it, to me, it's more about the guy you're acquiring and how old they'll be when you're giving up those picks than anything else. To me. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm a little more conservative on this than you guys. So, Rowan, what's up, man? What up, guys? I got uh, two points for you, but first, Kojo is the same as Wanamaker. Every time he dribbles for 20 seconds, every possession, I want to jump off my balcony. But anyway, one, uh, I can't handle everyone's fake trades being Wiggins and Kaminga for a wing or a guard or whatever. We can't take our only two wings of size and trade them for one wing. It's just going to, we're going to have the same problems. And so for me, I feel like that's such a distraction. I feel like the only option is to ship out CP3, Kaminga. I don't even care what you attach to it. Uh, Strictly because like we're seeing it, like he doesn't provide anything for this team. He doesn't like do any, at least he doesn't provide anything we need. He makes us smaller and slower and by by doing that, it, we're worse on defense, and we run an extremely anemic offense. And so it's like you can't be tiny and slow. You just get your ass beat, especially in the playoffs. And so it's like we're wasting $30 million of uh, potential productivity on freaking CP3. He's the one that's got to be gone. That's, uh, I feel like, how I feel. And then the other thing that I, like, keep thinking about, and I've thought about it more this year than any other, is a strange team-building issue that we have and that is like our bullpen of bigs. And I, you know, if you could see me, I'm using like air quotes for bigs. Sure. 
you know, we got three guys and they're ostensibly, you know, the same thing. They all have the same weakness. And that is they're too, they're undersized and they're not a scoring threat. Like we have to lead the league and, you know, like step, uh, uh, our star player dropping the ball off <laughs> for our big who can't finish kind of the open layup. Um, and My so it's just like, favorite. I don't know, like it's thinking about the Giants, thinking about any baseball team. You just can't have a bullpen where every dude is uh, the exact fucking same. And so it's like, could you imagine if we had like thrown, thrown 92 with a slider? Nice. Literally just over and over. It's like, it kills me. And so it's like, I, and it's hard because like, I freaking love Looney. I love, I love Trace, our new boy. But in reality, it like might be Loon that needs the upgrade to literally anybody that's seven feet because in reality it's like could you imagine if we had Zubach or we had like Hart and Song or Hart and Sang I can't even say that Hartenstein. name anyone yeah anyone like that like those dudes that can finish around the rim provide rim protection and like are decent passers move the ball like we would be we'd have five six seven more wins this year let's be real we would indeed have more wins if we had better players, Rowan. I agree. No, I appreciate the call. Um, I, right. Isn't this like, isn't this game kind of the epitome of this team runs so much smoother for 43 yeah. minutes without him because Steph is on ball, blah. Everyone knows this. Steph is on ball. You don't have two guards. But then you come down the stretch, and I'm talking specifically on offense, and I think this is why Steph and Draymond were so excited about having him on board and same with Steve is that, the last five minutes there, like, they just couldn't get any offense because they only had one guy who could dribble the ball, right? So, like, even if they had put Kaminga in, which is what I wanted, but that doesn't help you create any offense. And that's kind of why they wanted Chris Paul in the game. And, and like, isn't that kind of the problem with this team is that, like, they just can't yeah. have five guys, right? Like, they, they just, it's all the time. It's like, all right, this matchup, it's that matchup. And then when you always run a 50-50 coin flip matchup, you're going to be wrong half the time. That's kind of the point of the, you have a, of the matchup hunting, right? And also, you don't really have a coach who's a matchup hunter by nature. Anymore, Definitely. You know? Right. So, like, it's – there are other coaches who could get more wins out of this team, although it's debatable if it leads you anywhere, like a title. Um, but Steve's definitely not a matchup hunting coach in general. The one thing I – I think everyone agrees, uh, first choice to trade is Chris Paul. Like, just for fit reasons. Not that he's played poorly or anything. Just, like – I don't know, man. He's six feet tall. I'll put in air quotes. He's six feet tall. He's not six feet tall. You know, like it's it's obvious. I think the the general point that should be made is any trade, you're gonna probably have to give up someone you're not in love with giving up. You know what I'm saying? So whether that's Wiggins, whether it's throwing Moody in with Kumenga, whether it's throwing pods into a trade, you're probably gonna have to give up someone you don't want to give up to get that difference maker. Um, and so I don't know. Wiggins was thrown out by Bill Simmons, which is why most people are mentioning him today, but it doesn't really matter, you know? So go many different directions. Um, all right, let's get MT up here. Probably not that MT, but yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, you guys hear me? Yeah. What's up, man? How you doing? Good. Uh, How are you? Eh, not too bad. Not too bad. So like karmically, spiritually, there's a part of me that wonders if this is like actually good, you know, um, like like they that they, that they get embarrassed like in such like horrifying fashion like over and over and over again, you know, um, because in hindsight like some of the arrogance from the summer was sort of gross. I think a little bit. It's like we don't need a center. It was all Jordan Poole's fault. 
it was like interview after interview, you know what I mean? So it's like maybe they kind of need to get kicked in the teeth in order to learn a lesson because one of the main like things I'm I'm learning from like watching these games is that fundamentally like every single problem from the Lakers series is still a problem. Like Steph and Draymond can hoop, right? GP2 can hoop, but he's always hurt. Clay, Clay and Looney, like it kind of might be over, or if it's not over, like it, it you you can't expect like the uh, the uh, the championship like kind of level of performance from them again. And Wiggins, uh, like, is approaching like Ben Simmons territory. He's not there, but like he's like staring down the barrel like a little bit. <laughs> you know what I mean? And 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 Kamega isn't ready. You know what I mean? So all of those things were problems during the Lakers series, and they're still problems. And like we got a summer of like how like everything's going to be different, you know. So I think it's good. Like I, they, they should lose like the next ten, and maybe that'll be good for everybody. Dude, that that's Earth. that's I don't know. That's probably the way to end it because I can't disagree with a word you're saying. Honestly, uh, I'm. It's real. It's where we're at. We're we're gonna we're gonna end it on that. We're gonna end that one. That's a great one, MT. Appreciate you. We got to call back. Appreciate you. All right, we'll be back Monday night, everyone. There's no Warriors game, but we're going to do an off-day session. We'll have some fun with it. We'll, we'll get the trade machine fired up. Let's go. Let's do it, guys. Mm-hmm.